It's at the Mishnah actually, the bottom of Ayin Vav Omid Beis. Zok the Mishnah. Chamisha Dvarim Bayin Betumah. There are five Karbonis that are Karbonis Tzibur that can be brought even if the Yidin are Tomei. So this is uh, based on the halacha that we find by Karbon Pesach, that because Karbon Pesach is a Karbon Tzibur, therefore it can be brought even if the Yidin are Tomei. So that's not only regarding the Karbon Pesach. This is true about any Karbon Tzibur that can be brought Betumah. Now what this Mishnah is saying over here is that there are other five Karbonis Tzibur that are also brought Betumah. However, the Einon Necholin Betumah. The carbon of the Beis HaMikdash on the Mizbeach could be brought Betumah, but you can't eat it when you're Tomei. Ha'oymer, one of these five is the carbon Oymer, which is brought on the second day of Pesach. Shteya Lechem, which is brought on Shavuos, the two breads that were brought on Shavuos. Lechem Aponim, which is brought every Shabbos. Zivchei Shalmei Tzibur, there are two Karbonis Shlomim. This is the only example of a, of a Shlomim, which is a carbon Tzibur, which is brought also on Shavuos. And there's a carbon that's brought under, on, from a sire, from a goat, that's brought under Shchaydesh. These are all Karbonis Tzibur, and they all can be brought while you're Tomei, but you cannot eat them. But however, HaPesach Shabbat when it comes to the carbon Pesach, which could also be brought when you're Tomei, Nechal betumah. Not only could it be brought, could it could you sprinkle the blood and shecht it and bring it on the mizbeach betumah, but you could eat it with while you're tummy as well. How do we know this? Shaloi ba mitchilasai elalachila, because the whole point of the carbon pesach is for eating it. Rashi here brings the pasuk that it says by carbon pesach lefi achlay. The point is to eat it. So if the Torah says that carbon pesach is doichet tumah, it must be that it's doichet tumah not only for bringing the carbon in the beis hamikdash but also for eating it. That's the main point of the carbon. Whereas these other carbonists, they're doichel for bringing the carbon, but not for eating it. Dr. Gemara, Cham, Misha, the Mishnah says that there are these five carbonists. Why does it give a number? Whenever the Mishnah gives a number, it comes to exclude something. Otherwise, there's no point of a number. You can count it yourself. Lemute mai. What is this coming to exclude? Lemute chagigas chamisha osar. It's coming to exclude the carbon chagige that's brought on Yontif. On Yom Tov Pesach, or Yom Tov Shavuos, or Yom Tov Sukkis, there's a carbon chagige that you have to bring on Yom Tov. Now, that's actually a carbon that every individual has to bring, but Rashi says, because all Yidin have to bring it at the same time, it's what's called Bob B'chnufya, all the masses, all Yidin have to bring it at the same time, so it's similar to our carbon tzibur. So, Salke Daitochamina, I would think to say, Kivin, the carbon tzibur, it's considered to be, to some extent, a carbon tzibur, and it has a set time when it has to be brought on Yom Tif. So, so therefore it should push off Tomei, you should be allowed to bring it. If most of you did not tell me, you should be allowed to bring it. Kamash Malan, therefore, the Mishnah here said there's only five to exclude this case. Keeping this, since you have the option of bringing it any of the seven days of Yom Tif, or even by Shavuos, you can bring it after Yom Tif for seven days, so you don't have to bring it on one specific day, so So then we know it doesn't push off Shabbos, because it doesn't have to be brought on Shabbos, you have another six days to bring it. So since it doesn't push off Shabbos, it also doesn't push off Tumah, and you have to bring it on the other days, not while you're Tumah. That's what the Mishnah came to exclude. What did we say in the Mishnah? There are only five of these Karbanists that can push off Tumah. But the Nisni Nami Si'ire Haragalim. Just like there are the Si'irim that are brought as a carbon Musaf on a and that pushes off Tomeh, why don't we talk about the Si'irim that are brought on Yantif? 
It's part of the carbon musaf. They're also brought specially on Yantiv, and they also push off Tumah. Why isn't that mentioned in the Mishnah as a sixth carbon? Says the Gemara, it's not necessary. It's understood already from the other thing that's mentioned here. It mentions that the carbon shlamim that's brought on Shvuas, also extra carbon musaf that's brought on Shvuas, that that is brought even with Tumah. So therefore, it's not necessary to mention the carbon of Seirim that are part of the carbonus musaf that are brought on Yantiv because it's understood it's similar to the Shalmei Tzibur. Says the Gemara, if that's the reason why it doesn't mention the Seirim, of Yantif, because it's similar to the Shalmei Tzibor, nisni. So why does the Mishnah mention that the special Karbanas of Rishchidosh are Deichet Tomeh? It also should be self-understood or it's similar to the Zivchei Shalmei Tzibor. So Nami nisni, it shouldn't mention it as well, the Ha'atana Zivchei Shalmei Tzibor, because it says the Shalmei Tzibor. Answers the Gemara, Omri, they said, the answer is as follows. No, it is necessary to mention the Karbanis of Rishchaydish that it's Doichet Tumah. Why? I would think to say, in the Torah, when it talks about the carbon of Rishchaydish, it doesn't mention the expression of the word Mayid, that it has a set time. So maybe it's not Doichet Maybe only Doichet when it says the word Mayid, that it's a set time when it has to be brought, and therefore it's Doichet by Rishchidosh, it doesn't say in the Pasuk Mayit. Kamash Malan, so therefore the Mishnah is teaching me, the Rishchidosh Ikri Mayit. Rishchidosh is referred to as Mayit, and therefore the carbon of Rishchidosh does Toshof Tumah. Kedabaya, as Abaya said, that we find, not in Chumash, but we find in Eicha, that it refers to Rishchidosh as a Mayit. Domer Abaya, Tamos the High Shata, the Tamos of this year. This is referring to the year that the Yidin wore in the Midbar, and they sent the Miraglim. So we know when did the Gzeir of the Maraglim take place? When did the Eden cry that they don't want to enter into Eretz Yisrael? It was on Tishabov. When did they send the Maraglim? On Rishchidosh Tamos. So from Rishchidosh Tamos to Tishabov was only 39 days, but the Maraglim really went 40 days. So therefore Abayah said that Tamos, the Haishate Meluye Malye. There was 30 days of Rishchidosh Tamos. It wasn't 29 days, it was 30 days. So therefore, it comes out that the 40th day was in Tishabov. The Chsev, the Pasik says, Kara Alai Mayid, the Ebishta established the set time, which refers to this extra day of Rishchidish, that there was two days of Rishchidish, because it was 30 days of, of the Tamuz, Lishbar Bachurai, to break the young ones, which means that the Ebishta set up that Rishchidish should be two days, in order that the Gzeda will end up being on Tishabov. So what do we see in this Pasik? That we refer to Rishchidish Tamuz as Mayid as a set time that David established. So this refers also to every Rishchidosh, that every Rishchidosh is called Mayid, and therefore the carbon of Rishchidosh pushes off Tumah. So now, what do we understand from this? That whenever we say that a carbon pushes off Tumah, what's the reason? Because it says Mayid. Mayid, it's a set time, and therefore it pushes off Tumah. So should we say, the Kulumi Mayid also, that all of these carbonists that we mentioned in our Mishnah, where do we learn out that it pushes off Yant, it pushes off Toma, that is, because it says Mayid. So Minan and Mili, where do we see in the title that it says Mayid regarding all of these Karbanas? Tanarabana, we learned in the Braisa. When in the parasha of Karbanas, which is in Parsha's Emir, the title says, Vayadabe Maisha, es Mayad Hashem. That Maisha spoke to the Yidin, the Mayad Hashem. After all the Karbanas of the, or not really Karbanas, <coughs> after the, all the Yamim Taiban, and it mentions some Karbanas there as well in, in Parsha's Emir. It concludes with this pasuk, Maya de Hashem. So, what is Maya de Hashem there referring to? So, the Brais explains, Ma Talmud Loima. Why does it say this pasuk? I only see by the carbon Talmud 
And the Korban Pesach, that the Torah writes, Mayat, Shanema Bahu, Bemayadoi, Bemayadoi. It says by both of them, Bemayadoi. And we learn out, Afilab Shabbos, that Bemayadoi means Afilab Shabbos. Again, the way you read it is, it says Bemayadoi. So I say, Bemayadoi, Afilab Shabbos, that you bring it even on Shabbos. And Bemayadoi, Afilab Tumah, to tell me that you bring it even in Tumah. So you compare Tumah and Pesach, because it says by both of them, Bemayadoi. Shar Karbonis Tzibur, Ninayim. Where do I see all the other Karbonis Tzibur that they're Deichet Where do I see that it says the term Bemayadeh by them? Shanemar, because the Pasuk says in Parshas Pinchas, that's where most of the Karbonis Tzibur are. Parshas Pinchas, all the Musafim. So it says there, Eile Tasu Vashem Bemayad Deichem. These are the ones that you should bring in their time. So I see the term Mayad used by all Karbonis Tzibur. But there are two Karbonis Tzibur that are not mentioned there. Yishtea Lechem. And the Oimer are not brought in Parshas Pinchas, where it says, That actually brought in Parshas Emer, where it says, So, the carbon Oimer, and also there's a carbon that's brought with the carbon Oimer. And the two breads, and the Kvasim, there are lambs that were brought together with the carbon, with the Shteyalechem. How do I know? Where do I see the term regarding them? It says in Parshas Emoi, and there it talks about the carbon Oimer and the Shteya Lechem, and the Torah uses the term The Torah is giving you a set time for these Karbonis that they have to be brought just like the other Karbonis Sibur. So I see that by all the Karbonis Sibur, it uses the term to say that it has to be brought in a set time, and therefore it's Daichetumah. Why do I need a Taita to teach me by all Karbanas Sibur to write the term Bamayadeh to say that it pushes off Tumah? Why can't it say the rule one time by one of the Karbanas Sibur that it pushes off the Tumah and I'll compare all other Karbanas Sibur to it? Answers the Gemara Tzirichi. I need it to say by all these cases. If the Taita would only write regarding the Karban Tumid Bamayadeh that it pushes off Tumah, have a minute Tumid. Tumid is different. Shekain. It's something that's brought constantly, every day. V'kalil, and it's a carbon oil. It's totally burnt in the Mizbeach, so it's a very uh, high level of a carbon. That's why it pushes off Tumah. Alva Pesach loy. Pesach is not brought every day, and it's not burnt in the Mizbeach, so maybe it doesn't push off Tumah. Kamash Mulan, that's why it says, regarding the carbon Pesach as well, Mayit, that it can be brought by Tumah. V'ikos of Rahmana Pesach, if the Torah would only write the Lashon of Mayit by Pesach, I would say maybe Pesach is on a higher level. Pesach, Shuhu Anish Kodes. If you don't bring a carbon Pesach, there's a punishment of Kodes. That's why it can be brought, even if you're Tomei. Avot Tomei, the Ein Anish Kodes. If you don't bring the carbon Tomei, there is no Anish of Kodes. Ein Malai. Maybe it does not push off the Tomei. Kamash Malam, that's why it has to say, Mayid, both by Pesach and by Tomei. Now, to tell would only write the term of Mayit. By these two, Havamin, I would say, Hani, Hu, Yashpehen, Tzad, Chomer. These two, they have a Tzad, Chomer. I see there's something unique, something very stringent about them, which is Tomid, Tod, Tod, Tomid is brought constantly every day, and it's totally burnt in the Mizbeach. And Pesach, Shuanish, Kodes. And Pesach has an Einish of Kodes. Avoshar, Kabanis, Sibor, all the other Kabanis, Sibor, Eimeloi. That doesn't have any of these stringencies, so maybe they do not push off Tomah. So therefore, because of Rachmana, Hashem So the Torah says in Parshas Pinchas regarding all other Karbanas Sibor, Mayadechem that is brought even Tumah. If the Torah would tell me that all these Karbanas Sibor are Deche 
Tomer. So then Hava Minai would say, Shah Karbonis Sibur, all those Karbonis Sibur that are mentioned in Pasha's Pinchis, Habo and Lachaper, they are brought as a kapore. They're Karbonis Chatos, they're brought as a kapore. So therefore, that kapore is a very important thing. So therefore, it's Daichet Tomer. When it comes to the Oymer and Shtei Alechem, the Oymer born Lachaper, they're not brought as a kapara. Why are they brought? The Oymer is Mater, the Chodosh, the new, the new Tvua for that year. That's what the Oymer comes to be Mater. And the Shtei Alechem is also coming to be Mater, the new Tvua. It comes to be Mater, the new Tvua in the Beis Mikdosh. So maybe the Oymer and the Shtei Alechem, they're not brought as a kapara. They're brought just to be matter, to eat the new tzvuah. So loy, so loy, maybe I would say that it doesn't push off tum. It's not so important as something which is brought as a kapara. Kamash Malan, therefore the Torah says, the, the term b'mayadai or mayadai Hashem, even regarding the Oymer and Shtei Alechem. But now the Gemara says that you can say a reverse idea as well. V'yikasav Rachmane, Oymer Shtei Alechem. If the Torah would only write that Oymer Shtei Alechem, is b'mayadai that it could be brought b'tumah l'chodayu? If we say only them alone, hava mina adarabe. Maybe there's a, I would say it to the contrary. Oymesh te'alechem the alimi oymesh te'alechem that are very important. Why the boyin lahater that they're necessary. They have to be matted the new wheat to be able to eat the new wheat. So maybe they're more necessary, even more than a kapara. A kapara, you maybe you can wait until you're not going to be tummy anymore. But the heter, maybe that's more important. The other ones, I would say, it's, it can't be brought while you're Tomei. Therefore, the Torah had to write, by all of these, in order to tell me that it has to be brought, that it could be brought, that is, even when you're Tomei. The Gemara never uh, and explains, though, maybe the Torah should have written by two of them, and that would be good enough. The Gemara is explaining why it can't write by one of them, by Tomei, by Pesach, because each one has a unique stringency or a unique thing that's not similar to anyone else. But why the Taita couldn't just write two of them and learn out from them, that the Gemara doesn't explain. Taisva says that there must be an explanation for it, but the Gemara doesn't go ahead and explain it. Absolutely. So the Gemara, no, those two the Gemara explained that they're a matter. So there's a, there's a, it comes to be matter, so there's a Svara that you can learn out from there. But you can, you can mix up other two and say them. The Gemara never explained that. Pesach and Shtei Alechem, for example. The Gemara never explains that. Okay, now we go into another section of the Gemara here that's going to discuss this whole idea that the carbon is Deiche Tumah. Now, this is a famous sugya which discusses this idea when we say that a carbon is Deiche the Tumah, carbon Tzibur is Deiche Tumah. Is that carbon Tumah Hutra B'Tzibur? That even though you're Tumah, it's completely, totally permitted to bring the carbon while you're Tumah. You don't have to make any effort to be matari yourself to bring it. Or tuma hutcha betzibur. It's only pushed off. If you have no other option and there's no choice, so with difficulty, we push off the tuma and we allow you to bring the carbon while you're tummy. But if you can do something to be matari yourself, you should. That's a famous machlaikis. And here the Gemara is going to discuss this and apply it to our Mishnah together with some other things, to see what's the pshat in our mission that it said, that we could bring these karbanas tzibur even while you're tummy. Now, Sav Ruah, the people in the yeshiva, so they thought the following, <coughs> that everybody holds The tumah, when we say that a carbon could be brought even while you're tummy, a carbon tzibur that is, it's only pushed off. It's not totally mutter. You still should make an effort to see, to bring it while you're... Um, you have to have a special push push it off, but it's pushed off, not totally mutter. 
And therefore, uboi tzitz l'ratzois. You have to have the tzitz to be meratza, to uh, allow you to bring this carbon. In other words, if you're going to say that the tum is hotra b'tzibor, so then the tzitz, we had this a few times in the Gemara, this, one of the things that the tzitz accomplished in the Beis HaMikdash is, in some, in some areas, not always, but for some halachas of tum, some uh, occurrences of tum in the Beis HaMikdash, the tzitz was effective to make the, the carbon kosher. So when you say that uh, you can bring a carbon tzibor, even while you're tomei, you're going to say Tumah Hutra B'tzibur, you don't need the Tzitz to allow you to bring that carbon. It's just totally mutter. But if you're going to say Tumah Duchuyah B'tzibur, so then the reason why you're allowed to bring the carbon even while you're Tomei is, is as an effect of the Tzitz. The Tzitz is what's affecting and allowing you to bring that carbon even while it's Tomei. And the Gemara explains, the Leketana Tashamatle, we don't find a Tana that holds Tumah Hutra B'tzibur, that when you're Tomei, it's totally mutter to bring a carbon Tzibur, El Arab Yehuda. There's only Rabbi Yehuda that holds this, but besides Rabbi Yehuda, nobody else agrees to this. The Tanya will learn in Abraise as follows. Tzitz, ben shayeshna mitzchai. So Rabbi Shimon says that Tzitz, whether it's on the forehead of the Kohen Gadol, ben shayeshna mitzchai, whether he's not wearing it on his forehead, meratze. It's mechaper, it makes it possible, it allows you to bring a carbon even while you're tummy. That's Tibri Rab Shimon. Rab Yehuda Rab Yehuda says, If the tzitz is on his forehead, meratze. So then it's meratze, it, it's, it helps to be able to bring the carbon. But if it's not on his forehead, then you, the tzitz does not have its effect. So Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon says, I'll bring you a raya, that it sits, has its effect, even if it's not on the forehead of the Kohen Gadol. So because Kohen Gadol b'yom ha-kipurim yechiyach, the Kohen Gadol that does is avaydeh ayim kippeh she'ein ayal mitzchai. And part of the avaydeh that he does is with the white begodim, the big day lovon, and he does not have the tzitz, which is gold, on his forehead. Umeratzeh. And even then, if there would be tumeh, the tumeh would be able to, he would be able to bring the karbanas, just like any other carbon tzibur, including of yom kippeh, you could also bring while you're tumeh. And we see that you could bring those karbanas even on Yom Kippur when the Kayan does not have the tzitz on his forehead. So I see that it's meratzi even when it's not. Amaloi, Rabbi Yudha says, don't bring a rai from Yom Kippur. Hanach leyoyim akipurim. Leave the example you're bringing me from Yom Kippur. Shetumah hotra betzibor. In that case, because it's a carbon tzibor, you don't need the tzitz to be meratzi to be able to bring a carbon tzibor while you're tummy. It's, if it's a carbon tzibor, so it's totally mutter. You can bring it even without the effect of the tzitz. That's what Rabbi Yehuda said. So now I'm a cloud. From the fact that Rabbi Yehuda is the one that argued in this, I see that Rabbi Shimon Sava, what's Rabbi Shimon's opinion? The tuma is only pushed off, and you do need the effect of the tzitz to be allowed to bring a carbon tzibor while you're tummy. Okay, but the Gemara actually said that it's not only a machlokes between Rab Shimon and Rab Yehuda. We accept Rab Shimon's opinion to be the opinion of the majority of Kula Alma, as the Gemara said. Pesos here points out the reason the Gemara says this is because we find in other places Rab Yaisi, other Tanaim agree to Rab Shimon. So it's only Rab Yehuda that holds tuma, that, that, that the Tuma that is is Hutra B'tzibur. That's one point. Okay, keep that in mind. Now the Gemara brings another point. With the Kula Alma, and everybody also agrees. The effect of the tzitz is not regarding the meat of the carbon, not regarding the basa. The carbon has different parts. There's basically three parts of the carbon. There is the basa that's eaten, 
There's the basar or the chalavim, the parts that are burnt in the mizbeach, and there's the blood that you sprinkle on the mizbeach. So any of these three could have begotten Tomei. So everybody agrees that when we say that the tzitz has an effect for something that got Tomei, regarding what does it have an effect? Regarding the, the, uh, the blood that became Tomei, not regarding the basar of the carbon that became Tomei. And the Gemara brings the b'raisa for this. That everybody agrees to this. The There's no Tana that says that the effect of the tzitz is even if the basar became Tomei, besides one Tana, which is Rabbi The Tanya, we learned in the B'raise, Rabbi Yezer says, The effect of the tzitz is also on the meat of the carbon. Rabbi Yezer says, the tzitz has no effect regarding the basar of the carbon. Okay, so that's point number two. So point number one is tumah is only tchuya b'tzibur. You need the effect of the tzitz to be able to bring a carbon tzibur. Point number two is the effect of the tzitz is only regarding the blood of the carbon, not regarding the meat of the carbon. So now, based on this, the Gemara says, nisin So our mission that we said, that the carbonist tzibur are pushed off, they, they push off tumah, that is, so this Lechayda will come out not like the opinion of Rabbi Shua. And here the Gemara is going to bring the opinion of Rabbi Shua. He argues with Rabbi Yezah, and it's a little bit of a lengthy thing that's uh, down the Amud. And then it's going to come back to explain why our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Shua. But first let's see what's Rabbi Shua's opinion. The Tanya we learned in Abrai said, Rabbi Shua said as follows, You bring your carbon oil, and there's the meat, and there's the blood. The Pasuk says both together, Basar and Dam. So Rabbi Shua, Aymer, Rabbi Shua says what this teaches me is, in Aym Dam, Aym Basar. If you have no blood to sprinkle on the Mizbeach, you can't eat the Basar, you can't bring any of the Basar on the Mizbeach. If the blood became Tomei, that is, or the blood got lost, so then the other part of the carbon can't be done as well. And the same thing in the reverse as well, in Aym Basar, if you have no Basar to eat because it became Tomei or whatever it is, then Aym Dam. Then you can't sprinkle the blood on the Mizbech as well. In order to be able to sprinkle the blood, you have to have the basar that it should be tohoy to be able to eat. Rabbi Yezah says, no, dam, you could sprinkle the blood on the Mizbech, even if the basar is not available, it's not here, or it became tomei, you can still sprinkle the blood on the Mizbech. Because at the end of that pasuk it says, you pour the blood on the Mizbech. Meaning, even if you don't have the basar, even if the basar became tome. So now, the Gemara asks, According to Rabbi Yeza, why does the Pasuk say that you make it, you do the carbon oil and you have to have both the basar and the dam? That's teaching you something else. Just like the blood is thrown, it's sprinkled on the Mizbeach, it's not placed on the Mizbeach, it's thrown on the Mizbeach, when the Kainim put the Basar, when they brought the Basar onto the Mizbeach to burn it on the top of the Mizbeach, how was it done? They threw it onto the Mizbeach. And have a Yaymer, and you, you say as follows Lul cotton. There was a small little uh, break. Yesh, Ben Kevish Mizbeach, between the ramp and the Mizbeach, there was this small separation, and then and the Kainim would stand over there and he would throw it onto the Mizbeach. Okay. So now Tosfos holds that he didn't really need that separation, but that separation was there as a reminder to the Kayan that don't walk all the way onto the Mizbech and place it down. It, 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 you can stand right here and throw it, similar to sprinkling the blood. Okay, so that's what you learn out from the fact that the Tosfos says Basar and Dam regarding the fact that the Basar is also thrown on the Mizbech. Now the Gemara will explain 
these two psukim, the psukim according to the Beliezer and according to Rabbi Shua. So basically, the machlaikis between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shua is, what happens if the basar became tome? Could you still sprinkle the blood on his back? <laughs> so now Rabbi Shua, Nami, according to Rabbi Shua, Hoksiv, the Pasik does say, the dams You can pour the blood on the Mizbech, which would sound like even if the Basar is not there. So what does he say with that? Amalak, Rabbi Shua answers you, Hoksiv Gabay. Right there it says in the Pasik, Viha Basar Teichal. You have the Pasik here quoted. So even over there it says Dam and Basar together. So how could you learn out from there that you sprinkle the blood even if there's no Basar? So now the Gemara asks, if so, Vahani Trey Kroy Lomali. So why does the Torah have to say twice the idea that you have to have both the, the Basar and the Dam together in order to be able to sprinkle the Dam? Says the Gemara, the answer is Chad Ba'ayla. One Pasik is telling me this halacha regarding the carbon. Ayla, Chad B'Shlomim. Another Pasik is telling me this halacha regarding the carbon Shlomim. And it has to be mentioned by both of them. Because of Rahmana Ba'ayla, if we would only say this requirement regarding the Ayla, Havamin, I would say Ayla the Chamira. Maybe the carbon Ayla is more stringent. Shekin Kol, because the carbon Ayla is totally burnt in the Mizbeach. Ava Shlomim, the Chamiri. Shlomim is not as stringent, so I would say, even if the Basa became Tomei, I could still sprinkle the blood. Because of Rahman Shlomim, on the other hand, if the Torah would only say Shlomim, maybe I would say the opposite. Havamin, Adarabe, to the contrary. The Ispu, Shtei Achilles, the carbon Shlomim, there are two Achilles, the Mizbeach eats, and the Kayanim eat, and the, and the people, the Kayanim, the Bailam also eat, so maybe that's more stringent. There's no two people, two entities, that is, eating. Maybe I would say that even if the Basa became Tomei, you could still sprinkle the blood. So therefore the Torah has to say this halacha, that if the Basa became Tomei, you don't sprinkle the blood. It says it twice, by the Oila and the Shlomim. So now the Gemara comes back to explain Rabbi Yezah's opinion. What does Rabbi Yezah do with the psukim uh, here? But Rabbi Yezah nami hoksiv v'habasa teichal. Rabbi Yezah says, it says v'dams v'chechli yushofech. So it doesn't matter what happened to the meat. But the Pasuk does clearly say v'habasa teichal. Malach, Rabbi Yezah says, no, when it said v'habasa teichal, it's coming to teach me something else. Ha'hu nibayale, the Torah was writing that to teach me, she'ein abasa mutabachile, you're not allowed to eat any of the meat of the karbanis, at she'izrekadam, until the zrika was done. It's just, it's telling me a different talacha about the timing of when you're allowed to eat the basa, but not regarding the, 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 the zrika itself, that you can't do the zrika if there is no basa. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, now if that's the case, if that's what you're learning out from here, so so maybe that's all the Pasuk was written for, to tell me the order of when you can eat the Basar. How does Rabbi Yezah know to learn out that you, that you see from here that you do the Zrika of the Dam even if the Basar became Tommy? How do you know that the Dam? Again, I skipped one word, sorry. Dam, alpha pisha ancient basam in Alan. How do you learn out from here that if you uh, don't have the basa, you can still sprinkle the blood? Allah, so Rabbi Yaz is going to explain to you, you could learn out two things from this pasik. The, the, the pasik should have said it in the opposite order. The reason is because the pasik is switching the order from the beginning. In Cain, if we're only learning out the halacha, Regarding the order of when you eat the basa, that you could only eat it after the zrika was done, so then, Rahmana, the Pasik should say, Habasa Taichal. First, it should say that you eat the basar, the Hadar, the Dams, and then the Pasik should write that you spill the blood. 
Why should it say it in that order? So it should be similar to the way it says in the ratio of that Pasik. What does it say in the ratio of that Pasik? So in the beginning of the Pasik, it says Basa first and then Dam. In the end of the Pasik, it should have been in the same order. It should have said Basa first and then Dam. And Rashi explains, if we would use this order, I would know that you first do the Zrik of the Dam, and then the Basa, even though it's first saying Basa, and then Dam, because it says, the Dam Zvachecha Yishofech. Yishofech is a past tense, meaning that the Dam was already sprinkled from before. So there's no reason for the Pasik to switch the order from the way it was written in the beginning of the Pasik. Why in the end of the Pasik does it switch the order? And it puts Dam Zvachecha first. Shema it's coming to teach me. Dam Apapisheim Basa. Letting me know that you can sprinkle the blood even if you have no bossa. And also, Shema another thing we learn from here is, you cannot eat the bossa until you do the zika of the blood. So you can learn out both things from this Pasik. Now, everybody agrees that you can't eat the bossa of a carbon until you do the zika. So Rabbi Yeza brought a Pasik for this. Where does Rabbi Shua learn this out from? The Rabbi Shua, according to Rabbi Shua, ain't a bossa mutabachila chizer kadam. The fact that you're not allowed to eat the bossa until you do the zrika of the blood, from where does he learn this out? Says the Gemari, Rabbi Shua holds, you don't even need a pasik for that. That's learned out from a kavachaymer. There's, as I mentioned before, there's three parts to the carbon there's the dam, there's the parts that are brought on the mizbeach, and there's the parts that you eat. So the Gemari is going to make another kavachaymer from the parts that are brought on the mizbeach. When it comes to those parts that are brought in the Mizbeach, so the halach is as follows. If they were lost, they're gone. They were lost, whatever happened to it. They're not here anymore. That's not going to prevent you from eating. You can eat even if that, even if the, the parts that were brought in the Mizbeach are not here. But if those parts that are supposed to be brought in the Mizbeach are here, you have to first burn them on the Mizbeach and then you can eat. If they're gone, then you can eat without it. But if it's here, you first have to bring it on the Mizbeach. That's the halacha when it comes to that part of the carbon. So now, dam, when it comes to the blood of the carbon, the chi lese ma'akiv, if the blood got lost, if the blood is gone, so then you cannot eat from the carbon. And Rashi says, because it's the blood that's mocked that eat from the carbon. Until you don't bring the blood, there's no kapot of the carbon, and it's kachim that you can't eat of. You eat from it. So the blood, the halacha is, even when it's gone, if you don't do the zrike, you can't eat from the carbon. Ki say so when the blood is here and it became uh, tome, or you didn't, not that it became tome, sorry, you didn't do the zrike yet, like all came. For sure, you can't eat from the carbon until you do the zrike. So Rabbi Shua has a kavachaymer, so you don't need any pasuk for this. Like all shekin the ma'akir. Definitely it'll prevent you from eating from the carbon if you didn't do the zrike yet. Rabbi Yezer will tell you why would Rabbi Yezer hold it as kavachaymer? So he does, but he says, Many times, even something you can learn from a Kavachaymer, the Pasuk goes ahead and still writes it. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua <laughs> says that's true, but wherever it's possible to dashen with uh, a Pasuk, and uh, we're not going to say that the Pasuk is teaching me something that the Kavachaymer already said, we dashen that. So therefore Rabbi Shua says, I have a Kavachaymer, I don't need a Pasuk for this. Okay, so this is the conclusion of the discussion explaining Rabbi Yaz's opinion and Rabbi Shua's opinion. But let's recap. What's the machlekes of Rabbi Yaz and Rabbi Shua? <coughs> if the Basra becomes Tomei, could you still do the Zrika of the Dam and the Mizbeach? Rabbi Yaz says yes, Rabbi Shua says no. And then, 
we had other details the Gemara mentioned before, and the Gemara is going to bring it back now and explain why our Mishnah seems to not go like Rabbi Shua. So now, should we say that our Mishnah is like, not like Rabbi Shua? Why? The key in the Omar, but Inon Tarti. Rabbi Yeshua says, in order to bring a carbon, you have to have both things available, which means the dam and the basar. If you can't bring the basar, you can't eat the basar, so then you can't sprinkle the dam. And with sits, as what did we say before? The tzitz, achilo is meratze. The effect of the tzitz is, is not going to be on the basar that you eat. So if so, heichi asi these carbonists that the Mishnah spoke about, how could they be brought betome? They can only be brought betome as a result of the effect of the tzitz, because we hold tzitz. So you need the effect of the tzitz. The effect of the tzitz only works for the dam, not for the basar. And Rabbi Yeshua's opinion is, if you can't eat the basar, you can't sprinkle the dam either. So then how could you bring these karbanas if you don't have the effect of the tzitz on the basar? That's the question of the Gemara. So it seems like our mission is not like, not like Rabbi Shua. So the Gemara here is going to try to say answers. Gemara, one, two, I think three or four answers. The Gemara is going to try to explain that our mission could go according to Rabbi Shua. That's the Gemara. I feel the time Rabbi Shua. Our mission could follow Rabbi Shua's opinion. Kasava Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua holds Hatzitz Meratze Al Ha'oilin. The tzitz will not be effective for the meat that the people eat. But it will be effective for the basar that goes onto the Mizbeach. And, there, and that's good enough to be able to sprinkle the blood. You don't have to have the, the meat that the people are eating to be uh, kosher, to be tahir, or to, to be uh, affected by the tzitz, to be able to sprinkle the blood. It's enough if the tzitz will affect what goes on the Mizbeach. That's good enough. And the tzitz does work for that. Says the Gemara, Ha Tainach Zvachim. Your answer you're giving works regarding the karbonis, the animals, the karbonis that are brought on the Mizbeach. The Ike Oilen. So regarding the karbonis, you have three components of the carbon by every carbon. The Dam, what goes on the Mizbeach, and what the person eats. So you could say that the Tzitz is effective for two of those components, even if it's not effective for what the person eats. When it comes to the Oymer and Shteyalechem, there's only two components to Oymer and Shteyalechem, like every carbon Mincha. What are the two components of a carbon mincha? What do you do with a carbon mincha? There's the kmitze, there's a fistful that you take, that you throw on the mizbeach, and then there's what you eat. There's nothing else. There's no three components. And the, and the halacha is, regarding the carbon mincha, the kmitze is similar to the zrika of the dam. That's corresponding to the zrika of the dam of a carbon. The, the kmitze is, is that part of the mincha. And then there's what you eat. You do the kmitze and the rest you eat. So there's only kmitze and eating. There's no other part that's brought in the Mizbeach. So there's only two components. So, There is nothing else that's going on the Mizbeach. There's the Kimitza, which is similar to the Zrika of the Dam. And then there's, the rest is eaten. So, In this case, the Tzitz will not be effective for the rest of the carbon that you should be able to eat it. And again, according to Rabbi Shua's opinion, if you can't eat it, so then you can't do the Kimitza. Just like by a carbon, if there is no basa that could be used, so you can't do the zrike. So if you can't eat it by the carbon oymen, so you can't do the kmitze. So how could this be brought? Answers <coughs> the Gemara, Omri. So they said, Rabbi Yeshua never said his rule regarding a carbon mincha. Ki Omri Rabbi Yeshua, Nami, the Be'inon Tarti. When did Rabbi Yeshua say that you can't do the zrike of the dam unless the basa is available to eat? Bizvachim. He only said that regarding carbonus of animals. The Menacha is Layomar. When it comes to the carbon mincha, he never says such a thing. By a carbon mincha, you could do the kemitza, even if the rest of it can't be eaten because it's tummy. 
In fact, the Gemara, so the Gemara is going to refute this. The Gemara is going to show that this is not true. Avishua didn't say the same thing regarding a carbon mincha. There's a clear mission that says that he did say so regarding a carbon mincha. There's a mission that says regarding a carbon mincha. If the shirayim, if what's left after you do the kmitzah, you take that fistful and you throw it in the mizbeach, the rest that you eat is called shirayim. So if that becomes tamei, Ovdu shiyareha kemidis or or sorry ovdu shiyareha or it didn't become tummy it got lost kemidas rabli yezer according to the opinion of rabli yezer kshera it's okay the carbon is kosher because rabli yezer's opinion is that you can do the kemitza without being able to eat it those two things are not dependent on each other kemidas rabbi shua but according to rabbi shua's opinion psula rabbi shua holds that it's possible. Why? Because Rabbi Shua's rule is you have to have dam and basar. They both have to be fit to be eaten and then you can sprinkle the blood. So here the Mishnah is saying the same thing is by the carbon mincha. The only time you can do the kemitza is if the, uh, the shirayim, the rest, could be eaten. So I see that Rabbi Shua's rule is applied for carbon mincha as well. Says the Gemara, that Mishnah wasn't Rabbi Shua himself speaking. Kimidas, that Mishnah is, is, is going according to the opinion of Rabbi Shua, but we like Kimidas, but it's not completely like Rabbi Shua's opinion. Kimidas, Rabbi Shua, it's following in general the opinion of Rabbi Shua that said the Be'in Antarti, that you have to have both components to be able to be brought as the, that the tzitz affects them. But we like Kimidas, Rabbi Shua, it's not completely like Rabbi Shua. The Ilu Rabbi Shua, Bizvachamama, Rabbi Shua said his rule only regarding Karbonis. And he never said his rule regarding Menachis. So from that mission, we don't have any Raya. So the Gemara is going to refute this here. No, but so this is a conclusion of the answer of the Gemara. And this Tana holds that this rule of Rabbi Shua does apply even to, even to Menachis, that you have to have both the Kemitza and the Shirayim that are fit to be used. Who is this Tana, the Koi Kivosei, that holds the Krabi Shua, but Umachmet Femine, that's Machmet more than him? In other words, the Gemara doesn't accept this answer. There's someone that holds the Krabi Shua, and he actually applies what Rabbi Shua said, even to Karbin Mincha more than Rabbi Shua himself. Who is this Tana? Besides this, here the Gemara brings a Befeidish Abraisa where we see that Rabbi Shua himself holds his opinion regarding a Mincha as well. Tanya will learn the Brisa. Omer Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi said, "Roya niyaz devri Rabbi I agree to Rabbi that you can bring the dam without the basar b'menachas ubezvachim. I agree to Rabbi both by menachas and by zvachim. And the devri Rabbi Shua, I also agree to Rabbi Shua b'zvachim ubemenachas, both by zvachim and by menachas." The Gemara on the next Ahmed will explain how can he agree to both Rabbi and Rabbi Shua by both of them. Okay, the Gemara will explain that. Now, the, the Brice spells it out. David, Rabbi Yezir, I agree to Rabbi regarding the Karbonis. Shahoyoyim, Rabbi Yezir said, Dam, Afapishen, You can sprinkle the blood even if the bus is not here. It became Tomei or whatever happened to it. And the David, Rabbi Yezir, I also agree to Rabbi regarding Karbonis. Shahoyoyim, and he said, Im ein Dam, ein Basar. If there's no blood, you can't eat the Basar. And Im ein Basar, ein Dam. If the Basar is Tomei, you can't sprinkle the blood either. I agree to that as well. <laughs> and Dirir Abliyazah bin Menachis. I agree to what Abliyazah said by Menachis. Shahoya Aymer. Abliyazah said, Kaimitz, you could put the Kaimitz on the Mizbeach, Afa Pishain Shirayim, even if the rest of the carbon Mincha is lost. Dirir Abishua bin Menachis. I also agree to Abishua by Menachis. Shahoya Aymer. Abishua said regarding Menachis, Im ein Kaimitz, 
You don't have the kaimitz anymore, you can't eat the rest of the milcha. And the same is the reverse. If you don't have the sharayim, you can't bring the kaimitz. So I have a clear b'raisa that says that Rabbi Yeshua's opinion, that you have to have both the dam and the basar, applies to a milcha as well. You have to have the kaimitz and the sharayim. And if you don't have the sharayim, you can't bring the kaimitz anymore. So this is going back to our Mishnah. The question now is, on our Mishnah, how can you say that the carbon Oymer and Shtei Alechem is brought even betume if the effect of the Tzitz does not have the effect on the Achilois, does not have the effect on the Shirayim? So now the Gemara gives a second answer. Ela says the Gemara, Kasava Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua actually will hold like Rabbi Leyezer. Hatzitz meratze al ha'achilois. The Tzitz does have an effect on the Basar and on the Shirayim of the carbon Mincha. Before we said that it's only Rabbi Yezer that holds this, but we could say that even Rabbi Shua holds that the tzitz has a full effect on the dam, on the achilles as well. If that's the case, Why did we say before in the Braisa? It said before regarding the Karbim Mincha that if the Shirayim became Tomei, so then Rabbi Yeshua says that it's going to be possible. Why is it possible? If he became Tomei, the tzitz will be effective that it should be Meratzeh. Says the Gemara, Avod v'saruf. In that Braise, it brought two examples. It brought an example if he became Tomei, and it brought an example if he got lost or burnt. So you're right, regarding if he became Tomei, the tzitz would be effective. But if he got burnt or lost, regarding that, Rabbi Yeshua says it's going to be, it's going to, it, it, then, then you can't bring the kaimitz anymore. It's only going on that. Says the Gemara, no, that makes no sense. Elo nit When that Braise brings the example, that the Shirayim became Tomei, according to who was it bringing this example? Laman Katani, according to who was it saying this? It was saying it according to Rabbi Yezer's opinion. Pshita, that's obvious. Why is it obvious according to Rabbi Yezer? Now if Rabbi Yezer says that if the Shirayim of the Mincho all got lost or burnt, the last no, it's totally not here. Machshe Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer still says that you can bring the Kaimitz on the Mizbeach, Nitmo, if it became only Tomei, the Isai, it's still here, but it's Tomei. Needless to say that you could still bring the Kaimitz on the Mizbeach. It's still here. So it doesn't have to mention the case of Nitma according to Rabbi Yezer. Elo Rabbi Yeshua. So obviously when it says the case of Nitma, it's saying it according to Rabbi Yeshua. Psula. It's saying according to Rabbi Yeshua, whether it got lost. And even if it only became Tomei. It's still possible, and you can't bring the Zrik on the Mizbeach, the, the Kemitza that is on the Mizbeach. So I clearly see that according to Rabbi Yeshua, the Tzitz does not have an effect on the food, on the, on the Oichlin, on the, on the Shirayim that became Tomei. For Oi, besides that, there's a clear Braisa that says, Tanya, we learned in the Braisa, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua said, all the Karbaras on the Teire, whether the meat that's eaten, by people became Tomei. The Chelev Kaim and the fat that goes on the Mizbeach is still good. Or Ubein Shinitma Chelev Ubasa Kaim, whether it's a case that the fats became Tomei and the meat is still here. Zoyrek es Adam. You could sprinkle the dam on the Mizbeach. If, if one of them is still available, so then you can sprinkle the dam on the Mizbeach. Avol Nitmu Tarvayu, if they both became Tomei, so you don't have anything not for the people and not for the Mizbeach to, to use, to eat. So then Loi, you can't sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach. So Alma, I clearly see Kasava Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua's opinion is The effect of the tzitz is not for the parts that are brought on the Mizbeach and not for the parts of the boss that the person eats. So I see over here that Rabbi Shua holds 
that it does, does not have that effect. So our question remains, if it does not have that effect, how could you bring a carbon sibur betumah? Rabbi Shua's opinion is, if you can't eat it, and if you can't bring it on the Mizbeach, you can't sprinkle the blood either. So we're back to our original question, could our Mishnah be Rabbi Shua or not? So now the Gemara gives a third answer, Elol, Elam, Rabbi Shua. Really, this is Rabbi, Rabbi Shua here, this could go according to Rabbi Shua, Masnison. our Mishnah could be Rabbi Shua, Veloi Kashya, and there's no question. The difference is whether it's lachatchila or bediyevet. When Rabbi Yeshua says that the basar has to be available in order to sprinkle the blood, that's only lachatchila. But bediyevet, he says, it's not a problem. And therefore, our mission that said that you can bring the carbon silver betume, it's only bediyevet. Where do you see this? The Shanile Rabbi Shua ben Lachatchila Ledeyevet, that Rabbi Shua has this distinction between Lachatchila and Bidiyevet. It says it in Abraisa. The Tanya says in Abraisa, Nitma, Basar, Ayishanifsal, the Basar became Tome, or it became Pasal, Ayishiyatza, which means also a level of Tome, Ayishiyatza, Chutzla Klayim. It was taken out of the place in the base of Mikdash where it was supposed to be. It became a Pasal, that is, through this. Rabbi Yezah says you could still sprinkle the blood. Rabbi Shua says, you cannot sprinkle the blood. Then the Bryce says, Rabbi Shua will admit, if you did do this, that it does take effect. So we see clearly that Rabbi Shua holds that even if the basar is Tameh, Pasal, you could still sprinkle the blood. So our Mishnah that said that you could bring the carbon symbol is talking about Bidiyevet. So the Gemara asks two questions in this. We're finishing right over here on the top of the Yom. It says the Gemara, Chode de Psula de Yevet Mashma. Before we said that according to Rabbi Yeshua, if the Basar is Tame, it says Pasal. Pasal usually means Bidiyevet. So it's very difficult to say that he only meant Lachatchila. And the Yoid, besides that, even if you're going to say that Psula only means Lachatchila, and we have a clear Braise that Rabbi Yeshua only said Lachatchila, so we'll have to say that Psula means Lachatchila, I have another question. When our Mishnah said that you could bring a carbon sibur even betume, it says boin. Boin means even lachatchila. How could you answer me that, that it could only be brought by the Yevet? Says the Gemara, Elo. So the final answer here is loy kashia. There's no question. I could say that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shua's opinion. Kan biyachid. When it comes to a carbon yachid, here Rabbi Shua holds lachatchila. The basar has to be available, and only then could you sprinkle the blood. And Khan Bitsibur, our Mishnah is talking about a carbon sibur, and basically the, what the Gemara is concluding right now is that really Rabbi Shua holds Tuma Hutra Bitsibur. When it comes to a carbon sibur, you don't need the effect of the tzitz at all. You can bring the carbon, it's totally Hutra Bitsibur. Not like the whole start, beginning of the Gemara where it says that it's only Tchuyo. Our Mishnah holds Hutra Bitsibur.